Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, August 20th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. 35 games left for the Minnesota Twins. They lost last night in a massive clunker to the Milwaukee Brewers in Game 2 of a three-game set. That series will conclude tonight. Brandon Woodruff against Jose Barrios. I'm going to preview that after the word from Built Bar, but Let's talk about this game last night. Rich Hill started, Dick Mountain was back off the IL. Twins are pretty decent favorites in this game. I think minus 150, minus 160. So, you know, medium to heavy favorites in this game to beat Brett Anderson and the Brewers uh, after that exhilarating win on Monday night, or Tuesday night, excuse me, where Kent Maeda took a no-hitter into the ninth. I've talked about the Brewers before, and... You know, I I did a whole episode previewing them. I think they're kind of a stingy, sneaky, good team, and, and they can beat you, and they can get hot. And I think their lineup, when it's intact, is pretty strong. Last night, Rich Hill has two outs in the third inning. He's kind of cruising, you know, and then walks the nine hitter. I think it was Arcia, and then the floodgates just opened after that. Hill had really no command of his curveball. His, his curveball was not really breaking much and getting smacked around, and he got yanked in the third inning. In favor of Caleb Theobar, who's been really tremendous for the Twins thus far. I think he's been a really nice option out of the back end of the bullpen. In contrast to an option that hasn't been good since joining the major leagues, and that's Lewis Thorpe. And he's had some decent innings. He went deep last night. You know, he had to come in and, and kind of wear it. Twins got down 8-1 to one when Thorpe came in, gave up a couple homers. But you know, he's just been not good for the Twins. And I think at a certain point, you look at it, and I do understand you need him for long relief when you're up by 10 to You're up 10 to 1 or you're down 10 to 1. You can put Lewis Thorpe in there and give him an opportunity. But they gave him an opportunity down 4 to 1. And, you know, his role there, and Devin Smelter's done it before. His role is to keep you in the game and give you some length because the Twins are in the midst of a lot of games in not many days, and there's always that criticism of Rocco. He's punting this game down 4-1. to No, he's not punting the game. What do you want him to do in the fifth inning? He's not going to put Tyler Duffy or Tyler Clippert or Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers probably wasn't available last night or Sergio Romo in there. He's not going to do that in the fifth inning. I'm sorry, not down 4-1. to one. He needs length options who are going to give him quality innings. And Lewis Thorpe just couldn't do it. And he hasn't done it very often. That's not on Rocco. That's on Lewis Thorpe. You, His role there, his job, is to keep the Twins within striking distance. Gives up four runs. It's 8-1. to one. The game's over. I mean, the game is over at that point in the fifth inning. Um, it's just it's really disappointing to see Lewis Thorpe continue to struggle in the majors. And, and I'm still a believer in his stuff. Like, I know Wes Johnson talked up his stuff a bunch especially during spring training and, and over the offseason. He had a chance to be the fifth starter in this rotation. But he's got a 6-17 ERA in the majors, 42 and a third innings. He's given up 29 runs for the Twins. His whip is 1.819. I mean, that's unusable. He's not usable. I saw some chatter last night. Bring up Joan Duran. You know, bring up Joan Duran. Um, I, I don't know. Joan Duran is, is a Twins' top pitching prospect. I don't know because I don't know what situation you want him to be used in other than that last night situation where they're down 4-1 to one and you bring in Duran and just shows off his electric stuff. No, I, I probably wouldn't stunt the development of Duran, uh, who I think can be a frontline guy, you know, a starter for this team and, and get to Jose Barrios level or more. Like, I think he has a really high ceiling with how hard he throws and just his stuff with that splinker, too. That's just nasty. 
I wouldn't stunt his development just to bring him out of the pen for long relief in games that in low leverage roles. I mean, keep him in St. Paul, continue to breed him, get him ready. He's he's clearly not ready. Struggled a little bit at Double A last year. I think without the minor league season, no, I, you're not bringing up Yuandron just because Lewis Thorpe got beat up a little bit. I don't think that's the answer. A prospect that you could bring up though in this situation with Mitch Garver getting hurt last night. It's just been a nightmare nightmare year for for Mitch. I know before the season even started, he said he had reservations about playing amid the pandemic, as, as a lot of guys did. But I think Mitch, um, you know, was more vocal about it with Dan Hayes, who wrote about it at The Athletic. And then he just got off to a really, really slow start where he just wasn't hitting the ball well at all, striking out at like a 40% rate, just just lost at the plate. And then he got hurt last night, grabbing his side. It didn't look good. The Twins said they have concern. It just doesn't look good for him. It looks like an oblique strain, and, you know, guys miss months with stuff like that. It happened to Adrianza last year, Marvin Gonzalez. Um, oblique strains are nothing to mess around with. It can keep you out for a while. So, you know, it sucks for Garver. It's just been a really tough year for him. And as we look forward, you know, we, we hope he's back soon for the Twins. But, you know, if he's not, this I don't know how much weight I'll put into 2020 for him with a shortened summer camp. I hope we can get back to some sense of normalcy in baseball in 2021 where these guys get a full spring training and we can kind of think about the game in a different way in a normal way next year and and Mitch Garver can get back and be healthy but uh, it gets me to the point of should the twins bring up Ryan Jeffers I think Jeffers in a lot of ways is is a clone of Mitch Garver big right-handed power bat who had some questions about his defense as Garver did but has now become a pretty decent to above average defender and has the bat always had the bat when the twins drafted him had the bat I think he's a clone of Garver. So, yeah, I think I'd give him a chance. I mean, I think at this point, Williams has to deal much more polished major leaguer. You know, you're bringing Jeffers into a situation where the Twins are up by a half a game in the L Central, pushing for the playoffs. That's a lot of pressure to put on the kid, and that's also a development stunt that you don't want to do to him if he's not ready. So, I mean, I, I would be open to that. if I'm sure they're discussing whether they want to bring up Ryan Jeffers, the big catching prospect. But I'm sure it's probably going to be Williams Astadio just because they're trying to win now and they're probably not going to take that chance. They know Astadio can give them decent production and you know can give them contact skills outside of of Jeffers, where you don't know if he's going to come up and hit 050 for you and be a hole in the lineup for a couple of games. So I think you know for confidence purposes, for development purposes, they probably bring up Astadio. But I would be open to the idea of of bringing up Ryan Jeffers in this situation as Mitch Garver got hurt. But you're going to see a lot of Alex Avila, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Avila's been good this year for the Twins. He's a really steady force in the bottom of that lineup. Takes really good at bats, forces pitchers to work. Thus far, Alex Avila has a 4.15 on base percentage. That's that's elite. 4.15. You know he's he's had 41 plate appearances he's got some hits he's got a home run but he's got nine walks and he's been hit by a pitch too uh, by two pitches actually so on base machine right now Alex Avila you're going to see more of him and you're going to hear more from me about this game tonight Woodruff Barrios after this word from Built Bar Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever the improved Built Bar is even delicious sir 18 amazing flavors 12 original flavors and six new flavors. Built Bars are also healthy. I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I think about things like this, that the peanut butter Built Bar has 5 grams of net carbs. That's outstanding for me. The coconut almond, 5 grams of net carbs. That's nothing. I mean, I can eat that without taking insulin. That's huge for me. Built Bars are tasty. They're healthy and also... 
They've reset the promo code for this launch. You can get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. This may only last for a week or so, but you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Really, really delicious and really, really healthy. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. It's a great option. Brandon Woodruff, I've, I've talked about him before that I think he's a really good pitcher. I think Brandon Brandon Woodruff is, is highly underrated. And in this shortened season, I think he's even more of a weapon because he didn't go very many innings last year. But the innings that he did go, he was really, really good. Right-hander, big right-hander, 6'4", 243, power, power arm. Pitched 121 and two-thirds last year, 362 ERA, struck out 10.6 per nine. That's not music to the ears of this Twins lineup that just seems to be scuffling in every sense of the word. Twins have won five out of their last seven, even though the offense has just been abysmal outside of that 12-2 showing in Milwaukee. Pitching's been awesome outside of Rich Hill last night and, and Lewis Thorpe, and that's why they've won five out of their last seven. But Brandon Rodriguez is, is really good, and I think this is an opportunity for the Twins to, I've said it, how many times am I going to say it? I say it every day, get off the schneid, and that they can beat a really good pitcher, get some of that confidence back. And a guy who always seems to step up against good pitching, Lucas Giolito, Trevor Bauer, is Max Kepler. I think Max Kepler tonight... I'm going to make a prediction that he hits a home run. Might be a leadoff home run, but I think Max Kepler is going to hit a homer tonight. Because it seems like he always steps up for games like this. You know, it's a series-deciding game. It's 1-1 in the series. This is a big one because the White Sox are whooping on the Tigers again as I speak. And the Indians are beating the Pirates, too, in that series, whooping them. So the Twins need to get a win tonight. I said before this series they need to win two out of three if they want to stay in first place. They're in jeopardy if they lose tonight. And the Indians win, which, I mean, could easily happen. Cleveland could could leapfrog them and take first in the division because they're only a half game back. So the Twins need to win tonight. If there's ever a must-win game thus far, I think this is one of them. I mean, I just think with the way that the schedules are shaping up, if the Twins win this game, I think it's a big swing. And it's fun because it's Barrios against Woodruff. Jose's got to show up tonight. He's got to pitch well tonight. He cannot go out there and load the bases in the first and throw 30 pitches. He just can't with the way this bullpen's been stretched. And with the way that the twin schedule looks in the next 30 days where they play a ton of games and have that doubleheader in St. Louis, I mean, Barrios needs to be the guy. He needs to do it tonight. And when I say do it, I'm not asking him to go Kenta Maeda, no hitter into the ninth. I'm saying give us six innings. You know, if you give up a few runs on a couple of homers or something, whatever, but just you got to give length and quality innings and maybe a quality start. You, you just have to do it. Barrios has to come through tonight. He's got to got to get going here for the Twins. They, they're relying on him with the way that this offense has looked. And I, I may sound down in the dumps today. I, last night was a complete clunker after so much fun on Tuesday night. Just an exhilarating ball game. One of the best I've seen in the last couple of years outside of that Yankees game last year. Um, the Aaron Hicks catch game. But um, I'm, I'm not down in the dumps as much of I just think that this is a really critical point in the Twins' schedule and in the Twins' season where they've won five out of the last seven, but the offense needs to get going at some point. I mean, I've been really patient with these guys. Miguel Sano was great last night. I thought Sano was great last night. I've been patient with these guys, but at a certain point, you need to turn it around. And at a certain point, Jose Barrios needs to turn it around, too. We're almost halfway through the season. You know, you're looking on the horizon. I really want the Twins to get the one seed. I think they're a game, game and a half out of the one seed right now from Oakland. 
because I want them to play the Rangers or the Blue Jays or a team like that in the first round or the Orioles. It's going to be a bad team in the first round, a team that maybe finishes below 500. Not a bad team, but an average team who they can beat in a three-game series at home for sure. This is a critical point for the Twins, and tonight's a really fun matchup. I think we're going to enjoy watching Woodruff throw heat. He throws 97. Hopefully the Twins can catch up to that. They've had some trouble with fastballs, but Barrios has to respond. I think it might be a a good old-fashioned pitching duel tonight. I know the Twins' team run total is 3.5. That might be always what it is, but the offense has just scuffled lately. I have an article coming out at Twins Daily tomorrow about what the Twins miss most without Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson update. Mike Bell was on WCCO radio. I think it was this morning talking about Donaldson said he's moving in the right direction. You know, he's done some running. He's taking ground balls. He's been hitting. So I think hopefully in the next few weeks, Donaldson will be back at third base for the Twins. And I can't stress enough how big of a loss that's been for them, especially against left-handed pitching. And that's kind of what the article highlights tomorrow. Having Donaldson hit second over Polanco against lefties is a massive upgrade. Polanco's not a very good hitter against lefties. Um, you know, as a left-handed hitter, Polanco's one of the best in the American League, but as a right-handed hitter, he's just not as good. And when he hits second or first against lefties, it's a downgrade from Josh Donaldson. And, and Polanco dropping to six or seven against lefties is a luxury for sure. And he's not, I mean, he's not good against lefties. He's not abysmal. He's much better against righties, but Donaldson's been a top-five hitter against lefties since 2013. So you miss that a lot, and you can read that article tomorrow tomorrow night of explaining why the Twins are struggling so bad against lefties this year. 22nd in the league in OPS against left-handed pitching. That's it's not good. It's really not good. Laughter last year was record-setting, third-highest OPS in Major League history against lefties last year. The Twins are scuffling against them this year, and it's, it's hurting them. Brandon Woodruff, Jose Barrios, a matchup of two borderline aces, Brios hasn't been that this year, but hopefully he can get it going tonight. What better time than now for Jose Barrios for the Twins to stay in first place? Baseball reference says the Indians have a better chance of winning the division than the Twins now. Um, I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that, especially with Mike Clevenger and Zach Plezak out. The Indians have called up Tristan McKenzie, a uh, prospect to start a game. The White Sox are only two games back, though, and it looks like they're going to win again today. They're up 3 nothing in the second over the Tigers, and that would be, I think, five in a row for them. The Indians are on a roll. This, this is a time for the Twins to win some ball games, and they got to do it tonight, win the series at home against Milwaukee in, in a game that is – a pick em, I believe, in Vegas. Barrios Woodruff tonight, 6-10. Can't wait. I'll be back tomorrow to do the postgame of that. And also check out the postgame bind at Twins Daily. Go to twinsdaily.com for all your Twins needs. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Tough loss last night. They'll be back. They bounce back. They always do. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.